you can add a victory in a Game 7 to the growing list of accomplishments in the brief history of the Golden Knights. Now Vegas is headed back to the Western Conference Final for the second time in its brief three-year existence, and that is a first for a National Hockey League team. Hello, everyone. I'm Darren Millard with the VGK Daily, rolling into the third round of the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, okay, can I just have a couple of seconds here? We'll get back to the podcast in just a brief second, but uh, that was really close last night. Like almost three games worth of growing frustration watching Canucks rookie goaltender Thatcher Demko burst onto the playoff scene, threatening to steal the series from Vegas. The guy made 98 straight saves. Uh, I wasn't worried about Vancouver scoring as much as I wondered in Game 7 if Vegas would ever break through. But but the Golden Knights did, so we can exhale. I just wanted to get that off my chest. Now, now back to the podcast. For the third straight game, the Golden Knights overwhelmed the Canucks territorially and on the shot clock. And unlike in Games 5 and 6, the series decider served up some Vegas puck luck. Vancouver won it, but could not clear it. Theodore shoots off the pipe and in! Vegas takes the lead! Power play goal! Shea Theodore shot it from out high with the aid of iron. Vegas on top. The first goal of the contest comes nearly 54 minutes into the night. Having managed to effectively kill off a handful of Canucks power plays, Shea Theodore went post and in from 61 feet for the game's opening goal with six minutes left in the third period. It was the only puck to get by Thatcher Demko, but a pair of empty netters followed for that 3-0 VGK win. Game 7 produced a mix of emotions for the Golden Knights. Joy and relief overcoming multiple challenging situations over the course of the series and in Game 7. The VGK Daily gathered reaction from Robin Leonard, who made one of the top saves in the Stanley Cup playoffs, Jonathan Marcheseau, Paul Stastny, and coach Pete DeBoer, who became the first coach to win his first five Game 7 appearances. There was times it felt like we could have played for six hours and not not scored on them. Um you know, I mean, what he did and the lightning, you know, they caught in a bottle the last three games with him and how he played. You know, what I'm proudest of is how our group stuck with it. When you when you hit a hot goalie like that, uh, a lot of times you can fall into the trap of, of cheating to try and push for offense. And, you know, our belief system and what we were doing and sticking with it and sticking with it, it took us 50, you know, five or... 54 minutes tonight to finally get one. Um, but that's that's the thing I'm proudest of. Pacioretty lands a hit on Mott, but Tyler Myers, the defenseman, clears out. And with Besser, he shoots, and it is stopped. What a glove save. Are uh, you kidding? There you go. There's your save of the series. Wow. I had to blink because I didn't believe it. This was a goal. This is a goal. Leonard lunges across and makes a fantastic club save. Besser had a huge portion of the net open. You look at the last three games, I think we've played really, really good hockey. I mean, um, you got to get some credits there. Goalie, he came in and played unbelievable. But, I mean, the luck wasn't, wasn't on our side either. A bunch of poles, open nets. So, and uh, it just felt like what they shot just went in. So... Um, in the end of the day, I, coming into this game, I felt really comf- 
confident that uh, we uh, we were going to win, and uh, we we just stuck with it, even uh, with a penalty kill there, the big five minutes. You know, the whole bench want to step up for Revo, and um, you know, it's a it's a hell of a team in that locker room. Everyone's really close, and uh, everyone believes the. We're a really, really good team. We're going to face adversity as a team. And, uh, I mean, that's as hard as uh, adversity we can face. I mean, that goalie was just unbelievable. It was just hard to, to, to get one past him. And we got one on, on the power play when you think about it. So uh, it was just uh, – it was hard. And, obviously, it's frustrating because you want to get your team on the board, when, especially when you do the, all the things right on the ice, like play well defensively, like push the pace. And – uh, at some point, you want somebody to get rewarded. But, I mean, right off the bat, we we just knew it was our game tonight. And uh, we kept going no matter what adversity we we're going to face. Uh, if it was uh, killing penalties or a hot goalie, we just kept going and staying positive in the locker room, and it paid off. We're just a resilient team. We work hard, and when we work hard, we are, uh, I think we're a successful team. And uh, obviously, we have a lot of skill, uh, a lot of uh, great players in that team. But, I mean... At the, end of the, at the end of the day, every night it's going to be the, the hard-working team that's going to win. Uh, you see Vancouver, I mean, they, they battle until the end. They were unbelievable. They worked hard. And, uh, uh, but I think tonight we worked a little bit harder and uh, we were good. And uh, we were able to cash in on, uh, on, on a big power play goal here. For us, it's just important to s stick with our game plan. I think, uh, you know, that's, that's what's nice about best of seven. I think uh, if it's a best of one, it's just it's tough. Best seven, I think. You know, over a course of seven games, usually the, the, you know, the more deserving team wins and, uh, you know, put ourselves in a good position and we just kind of kept playing the same way. And, and like March was saying, I think it was a lot, it was, you know, good coaching, but all four lines stuck with it. And, you know, even if we're, you know, even when the five, they had the five minute major there, we didn't change our game. Even when it was zero, zero in third period, we didn't change our game. And, you know, uh, we like the way we play. I think when we play that way, we can roll four lines and, and six defensemen and, you know, it, it's, it's, I think, advantageous to us just because we have so much energy when we can, you know, you have that much depth. And, um, you know, it took whatever it was, 55 minutes, you know, but it finally paid off. Despite the close score, it was a dominating performance. Vegas only allowed six Canucks shots through two periods. Still, the question was, could the Golden Knights' intense pressure finally break through? Granted a power play late in the third period, Pete DeBoer got more involved. He called a timeout prior to the man advantage, allowing a little time for reflection and some rest. We had a couple of our first unit power play guys were a little, little gassed. They had been out there and uh, I wanted to give them a breather. And, you know, we just wanted to, to reset um, our mindset that th this was not going to be a, a pretty goal. You know, it was going to be a shot to the net with traffic. Uh, it was going to be something that either had to find a hole or a shot rebound. I mean, that was just how well he was playing. And, um, you know, that's exactly what it ended up being. I mean, I think the decision on taking the timeout was to, you know, rest some of our guys. I think they had a, you know, a longer shift right before that uh, that power play. And, um, you know, at the same time, uh, just kind of simplify things. Um, you know, we, we had a couple of things in mind that we wanted to try and, uh, you know, just get pucks in the net. Seconds later, after a scrum faceoff that earned the Golden Knights' possession of the puck, Shea Theodore sifted a shot through traffic, off the post, and in for the goal. The lead, and eventually the series. DeBoer enjoyed the goal, but the moment was Shea Theodore's. It's crazy. Um, you know, I think 
we had we had so many good quality chances. Um, you know, I thought we did a, a lot better of a job getting to the net tonight. Um, you know, getting rebounds. There was a lot of loose pucks around there that we just, you know, couldn't find a way to get in. So, um, you know, to finally break that uh, that tie, that, that's huge. And you know, it's it's a it's a big one for our group. What do you what do you say? You know, he uh, he's he's. Uh, He's turning into, I think Stoney said it best, a, a Norse caliber defenseman, you know, right before our eyes. And he's going to be in that conversation for a long time. So, you know, I, again, I, I think the, the proudest thing of this group I am is, is no piece is bigger than the whole. And uh, Shea's a great piece for us, but our strength is in our, in our team and, and the depth and, and how these guys work for each other. Theodore, who leads the VGK in postseason points, outdueled Rookie of the Year finalist Quinn Hughes in Game 7. Robin Leonard secured his third shutout of the series by making 14 saves. He was only tested twice in the first, four times in the second, and eight in the third. He was busiest in that final frame. However, the stage for Theodore's clutch play late in that final frame was set in the second period when the Panda produced his greatest moment in a Golden Knights uniform, snaring a shot off the stick of Brock Besser that was destined for an open net. It is said, desperation breeds brilliance. Robin Leonard captured the moment perfectly. Well, it's a two-on-one. Um, you know, I try to... Uh, they have a lot of good shooters, so I try to be aggressive, and, I mean, you got it across, and, I mean... Uh, I know you say that I can't uh, save backdoor say, uh, backdoor shots, but uh, big man can move when he wants to. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think I almost fell over the bench there, um, trying to stand up and watch the two on one, and it was it was unbelievable. Uh, I think we had to watch the replay three times to actually uh, figure out what had happened. Um, I, I was listening to his previous interview. He said a big man can move when he wants to and he can it was an unbelievable save and um right now he's playing like one of the best in the league if not the best in the league and we have a lot of confidence in him and we also have a lot of confidence in flower but that save was a game changer i can't tell you how hard a game that is for a goalie to play in uh, when you're not getting any action uh, your team's you know peppering the other team both in possession and and shots and and you're waiting but the chances that they get and the breaks they get uh, are great A's. And, and that's just the type of players that they have. They can turn those real quickly on you. And that, that's that's why I love Robin's game. He, do, he doesn't chase it. He's not looking for it. He waits for it to come to him. And he made a couple huge saves at key times um, that really, you know, it, it, the game could have could have easily swung like it did last night uh, when we didn't get the first first goal or the second goal. Of course, that save wasn't the last tense moment of the game. Ryan Reeves was ejected with under five minutes to go in the second period after a hit on Canucks forward Tyler Mott. The major penalty in a tie game in a series finale is unsettling on its own. Then add the memory of what happened in the Game 7 experience a year ago in San Jose. Pete DeBoer was reminded of the similarities to when he was coaching the San Jose Sharks and climbed back from a 3-1 series deficit. He talked about it. Others on the Vegas bench didn't require any such nudging. Yeah, you got to think it crossed our mind a little bit. And uh, after talking to Revo after the game, he's a little nervous too. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, 
we knew this year that no matter what adversity we're going to face uh, today in that, like right off the bat, we knew it was our game. Uh, and it was just a matter of time, just uh, sticking to the process. Every team we're going to face adversity, a hot goalie or a five minute major or something like that. But uh, our team was able to, to kill it off. And uh, it's all in honor of our PK here. They came, uh, they came in huge. Yeah, now that you bring that up, five-minute major, right, and penalty killing in a, in a game seven, that's familiar, uh, I'm sure. Uh, PK was great. Robin Leonard was great. Um, you know, we didn't have any passengers tonight. We, we had 20 committed guys out there to to making sure we advanced. And, uh, you know, we, we felt like uh, we played two pretty good games in game five and six. And, um, you know, it took it took – almost all of seven uh, in order to put them away. So you have to you have to give Travis Green and his group a, a ton of credit uh, for how they battled and hung in there and, and pushed us right to the edge. Although uh, it happened, we just tried to rely on our penalty kill and uh, we had a lot of faith and a lot of confidence in them to uh, keep it a 0-0 game and they got the job done. They did a great job, a lot of really key blocks and um, I, actually, at the end of the second period, they really didn't get many shots or in zone time at all. I thought we did a really good job trapping them. Uh, so going from there, I th thought that gave us a lot of momentum, actually. The season on the line, Vegas stood firm, allowing just a single shot during the five-minute Canucks power play that was over the final minutes of the second period and early into the third. Vegas killed off 11 minutes of shorthanded time in the game. Nick Waugh, Tomas Nosek, were noticeable up front, while Zach Whitecloud teamed with Braden McNabb in being brilliant on the back end, drawing praise from Paul Stastny and the goal scorer, Shea Theodore, along with the coach. Whitey's getting better every night before our eyes, and, um, you know, he's, uh, he's added a physical element to his game, you know, just really since the pause that, uh, you know, is really adding another dimension to him as a defenseman. He's got some great mentors back there, you know, watching a guy like Braden McNabb battle and, and sacrifice. And I think he blocked a shot tonight with his face and cut another one at the back of his head. So, you know, when you've got mentors like that back there, um, it's it's great for a young defenseman. I really thought those those two were the players of the game. Um, you know, they we, we had a lot of kills tonight. Um, you know, they did a great job, I know. Navi, he ate one in the throat there and he, you know, he, he got up and he, he continued to play and battle. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's a treat to watch them out there. You know, they work hard and, you know, they get the job done. One of the best I had too. Yeah. I think with Nose in the lineup, we almost had like three and a half guys kind of rotating through three and a half kind of combos. So, um, we just kept it short. I think every time we're out there, it was like 20, 30 seconds. We didn't overextend it, especially when they had that five minute major, but I thought we did a pretty good job, kind of off face sauce, having good sticks. And our D, especially our D, made a couple of good plays where, um, you know, as forwards, we cover the high guys, but whether it was Naber or Schmidty or, or Whitey, those guys had good sticks to kind of take those cross teams away. So uh, I think it was, you know, we kept it short and hard and stayed aggressive with it. Tomasz Nosek drew back in for the first time in the series. His fresh legs gave the fourth line more of a presence until the Reeves ejection. It was one of a few moves that Pete DeBoer made for Game 7, tweaking the forward units, reuniting William Carlson with Riley Smith and Jonathan Marcheseau, putting Paul Stastny with Alex Tuck and Nick Waugh. And Tuck made the transition well. The decision to shuffle the lines explained by DeBoer. 
We put Nose in fresh legs. Uh, he did a fantastic job for us after after Nick Cousins had done a fantastic job for for the first 10, 12, 14 games. Um, you know, we, we shuffled the lines just for some different looks. You know, and again, you know, I, I don't know. We, we've got a lot of interchangeable guys. So, you know, I, I think that's something, again, one of the strengths of our group is is uh, we've got guys that can play with different people in different positions and get the job done. So that, that's something that uh, I'm sure you'll see more of going forward. First and foremost, he's uh, he's one of the smartest players I've played with. I, in year two, I had a lot of uh, a lot of games with him, uh, so I thought our chemistry clicked right away. And uh, I moved over to left wing, which is a little bit different, but I just wanted to go out there and play the same way. And uh, I thought we, as a line, we did a really good job cycling. But I mean, I thought our entire team, um, all the lines, Nosa coming back in the lineup, uh, it was a big switch for a lot of guys, but. I think we stuck with it. We kept playing our game and didn't really think too much into it. The Vegas victory followed an overtime win by Dallas in an earlier Game 7, also played in Edmonton yesterday. It was historic. Two Game 7s in the same rink, both neutral site encounters. It sets up the Golden Knights and the Stars in the Western Conference Final that will begin tomorrow. After Vegas played back-to-back days, the one day between Game 1 Sunday is the quickest turnaround allowable. But even with the brief time to prepare, Pete DeBoer took a little time to savor that hurdle cleared against Vancouver. Hey, Pete, I I know it's early, but but do you have any early thoughts on on Dallas and the challenges they present in, in the conference final? Oh, I love you, Mike, but I, I need a drink after the last three games before I think about Dallas. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk tomorrow. Vancouver dispatched. The Golden Knights now get ready for Dallas. A first playoff encounter against a team for the third time in this bubble. We will preview the series and get you set for game one of the third round tomorrow as Vegas and Dallas play for the Clarence Campbell Bowl, awarded to the Western Conference champions, a trophy that Vegas won in 2018. Were you worried? Nah, me neither. Enjoy your Saturday. Have some fun. The Golden Knights are halfway there. Eight wins on the board. Eight more to go for a Stanley Cup championship. I'm Darren Millard. This is the VGK Daily, a presentation of the Vegas Golden Knights, and I leave you with one more appearance by Robin Leonard. Big man can move when he wants to. (laughs) Nice.